Hello, my lovies. It's Christina with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC here on Universal Spirit Podcast. We are well into our third season now, talking about planets and astrology and zodiacs. So, in our previous episode, we talked about the sun, um, we talked about the moon, we talked about the zodiac Leo, and we talked about the zodiac Cancer. Before that, we talked about all the planets that were involved in astronomy and astrology and how things came to being and how the study and science of astrology um, really formed itself um, over time and throughout different cultures and times. Um, And we also, you know, spoke about 12 houses um, that we are all made of that contribute to our zodiac or astrological makeup our astrological chart so to speak that we are all 12 houses and each house rules a part of us um our lives our personalities our the way we think um the way we execute things you know and etc etc today we're touching on a bit of a triple whammy so today we will be speaking about mercury and venus and the zodiac signs that govern uh, that are governed by mercury are virgo and gemini and the zodiac signs that are governed by venus are taurus and libra um the triple whammy that i'm going to be speaking on is this infamous situation called mercury retrograde um all the planets go retrograde except for you know the moon the sun and obviously planet earth which i think is a little strange but uh, mercury is the retrograde that we feel the most and mercury goes retrograde more often than any planet in the solar system and it causes indefinite inevitable fuckery some of this fuckery cannot be reversed some of it can be a lot of it calls for being you know to be to revise things to to double check things definitely not to sign things definitely not to make huge plans um, because mercury will then reverse those plans on top of the fact that all of a sudden your car check engine light will come on and there's literally nothing wrong with your car so that's the triple whammy we're gonna get into i definitely am not gonna pass up an opportunity to talk about my favorite planetary menstrual cycle for real but i'm gonna leave you with a bit of a hanger on because we're gonna talk about venus first the hottest of the planets the goddess of love i mean you're talking about venus the seductress, the charmer, the planet that rules balance and justice, kindness and also fairness. I mean, it's Venus. Like, what else do I really have to say? So we're just kind of nose diving into some facts. Uh, Venus is the ruling planet of Libra and Taurus and is exalted in uh, Pisces. Classical Roman mythology, Venus is the goddess of love, beauty, um, famous for passion. She could stir amongst the gods. Her cults may represent the religiously legitimate charm of seduction, uh, divined by mortals in contrast to the formal. Um, Contractual relations between most members of Rome's official pantheon and the state and the unofficial illicit manipulation of divine forces throughout magic. So we're talking about witchcraft here. So this is the planet of witchcraft, mysticism, um, you know, the, the cloud, the, the smoke and mirrors planet. 
Venus orbits the sun in 225 days, spending about 18 and a quarter day in each sign of the zodiac. Venus is the second brightest object in the night sky. The moon being the brightest, it is usually beheld as a twin planet to Earth. We'll see about that. Astrologically speaking, Venus is associated with the principles of harmony, beauty, refinement, affections, love, and the urge to sympathize and unite with others. It is involved with the desire for pleasure, comfort, and ease. It governs romantic relationships. It governs sex, marriage, and business partnerships, the arts, and fashion. The first century poet Marcus Manilius described Venus as generous and fecund and benefic. The planet Venus in medicine associated with the reproductive system. Wow, what a shocker there. <laughs> uh, lumbar region, the veins, um, throat, kidneys, etc. Venus was thought to be moderately warm and moist and associated with the phlegmatic humor. Venus rules over Friday and is the ruler of the second house. In languages deriving from Latin such as Romanian, Spanish, French, and Italian, the word for Friday often resembles the word Venus. Dante Alighieri associated Venus with the liberal arts of rhetoric. In Chinese astrology, my favorite, Venus is associated with the element metal, which is unyielding, strong, and persistent. In Indian astrology, Venus is known as the Shukra and is represented with wealth, pleasure, and reproduction. In Norse paganism, the planet is associated with Freya, the goddess of love, beauty, and fertility. Now, before we move on to some other facts about the planet, um, Venus rules two zodiac signs. Like I said before, it rules Taurus and it rules Libra. Libra is considered to be a air sign as Taurus is considered to be an earth sign. However, the attributes that I just described for the planet are the same attributes for both of these signs. These signs are actually compatible with each other when in best friendship, partnerships, and definitely marriages. These are long-lasting relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic. Taurus is represented by the energy around you and shows the abundance of nature. It is rich, earthy, and productive, yet relaxed and slow. For those of you who have ever known a Taurus, very logical, very intelligent, very assertive, however, not very quick, not very fast moving to do really anything. They really do take their time making decisions, um, which is so very similar to Libra, where Libra almost finds themselves in a position to not make decisions at all. So they're a little bit more edgier when it comes to decision making. Libra the air sign that it is represented by the scales of course um, is the energy that is diplomatic and gracious it seeks harmony and balance in relationships you all know you know Libras are really into money you know they're really into love gushy gushy stuff shiny things okay legal situations obviously very fair don't believe any one side of the story until they've gotten all sides of the story. Um, they can be the opposite of Taurus, where they can be quick moving. Um, they can, in fact, be you know uh, 
you know, even if the decision is not theirs, uh, they'll just do. Sometimes we do have that one Libra friend or family member or whoever, someone we know that they can make a decision without making a decision. They, they kind of go forge ahead, you know, and not really know what's, what's happening. (laughs) They do. And sometimes don't think it's pretty charming. I'm not going to lie. It really is pretty charming, but sometimes can be dangerous, hazardous, um, and a bit of a liability, but charming nonetheless. So moving on, uh, the Roman deity is Venus. Uh, the Greek deity is Aphrodite in Armenian culture. It's the God Jeru in Hindu culture. It's Shukra in Egyptian culture. It's Isis or Hather. And lastly is known as the goddess of romance, love, and money. Um, if you were unaware of Venus being the goddess or God of money, um, don't have to worry about that no more. I'm going to tell you. Um, it's because they rule love, art, beauty, and fashion. Um, those are, you know, and sex, of course, romance and marriage. Um, those are really huge money makers in basically every culture uh, and basically in every society. Um, you can control money if you're able to control sex, if you're able to control reproduction, um, if you're able to control marriage and relationships. You can always control the flow of money and where people are going to put money and like motivating people to spend, give and you know etc. Considering also money is uh, a tool of pleasure. Being balanced as Venus is or as Libra is, it would also be something you'd have to work hard for to then obtain the pleasure. So the equal balance there. So some last facts um, about Venus. Venus is all about pleasure, especially pleasure shared with someone else. So the Venus is all about partnerships and being with others. Um, Taurus and Libra like to have dominant personalities um, other than themselves. Like they're they're not dominant. They're not dominant personalities. Um, so they like the idea and they feel safer in relationships. This planet concerns itself with love, romance, harmony, and our emotional attachment, marriages, friendships, and other unions. Okay, happiness, tenderness, and all while teaching us how to love and appreciate others and the things that we possess. So it's also like having gratitude for the things that we already have to then create wealth to have more. Especially otherwise, where are you going to get the other wealth from? And if you have Venus in your chart, Venus is the part of you that desires beauty, success, indulgence, um, and f- you know, physical valuable. People who are born under Venus tend to be very garish. They like a lot of jewelry. They like to be flashy. If it's not with their fashion choice, it's usually with the way they present themselves to the world. Um, It could just be with their money and just like, hey, I can buy everything. Um, And I can make, you know, I can make, you know, sweatpants look sexy. You know, there's a a whole lot of charm to it. There's a a lot of tact uh, when it comes to Venus placements. So check your chart. See what house you have Venus in. Or see, sorry, see, see what sign is in your Venus. For example, I have Virgo in my Venus sign. Okay, like I have Virgo, so I expect my partners or my boyfriends and my friends even to be perfect people because Virgo has an air of perfection, which we're going to get to next when we talk about 
Mercury in Virgo. But having Virgo and Venus is kind of like we look at people and expect them to be perfect. So that's my Venus as an example. Definitely comment, subscribe to this podcast because we're going to have so many great conversations about this. This is a, a good way to learn about yourself. This is a great way to learn about the people that you love and the people around you. And it definitely helps better navigate your world for the better. All right, guys, let's dig our heel into my least, worst, best, not so great, favorite, unfavorited planet, Mercury. Like I said before, Mercury holds the crown to the highest level of fuckery that can happen in this galaxy. I it is still a mystery to me actually as to why Mercury holds so much power over the universe. I guess the sun is to provide warmth and to v- provide life and yet Mercury is just like that little monkey wrench that is thrown into the machine to keep things interesting, I guess. Because without Mercury, let's face it, we, we could barely know anything's happening, right? And I'm not talking about Freddie Mercury, okay? Because I love the fact that the universe threw him into the into the mix because, let's face it, we didn't know we were alive until Freddie Mercury showed up anyway, which I think is so ironic because Freddie Mercury was, in fact, a Virgo. Mercury is known for its infamous retrogrades. Mercury retrogrades three times a year. If you are unaware what a retrograde is, it is when a planet is considered to be spinning backwards, but it's not physically spinning backwards. It's actually spinning forward at a very fast pace. So it's doing its job, okay, but at an accelerated level. And Mercury controls communication and basically like the like the actual mercury element that we find in our technology in a lot of our machines so that means when mercury is going retrograde every computer every car and it's like it's almost like alien radio waves it's like the mothership and it just sends signals of absolute fucking disaster, (laughs) okay? Mercury rules how we think and communicate, how we write, talk, travel, and basically the basic uh, skeleton of how we express ourselves. So Mercury is the ruling planet of Gemini and Virgo and is exalted in Virgo. It's classical Roman mythology. Mercury is the messenger of the gods, noted for his speed and swiftness. Echoing this, the scorching airless world, Mercury circles the sun on the fastest orbit of any planet. Like the the Romans knew this. Mercury takes only 88 days to orbit the sun, spending about seven days in each sign of the zodiac. Mercury is so close to the sun that only a brief period exists after the sun has set where it can be seen with the naked eye before following the sun beyond the horizon. So I find that to be interesting to be that close to the sun, which is like the source of all life. And I guess that would be a mystery of solving it as to why it causes the most trouble. It gets the most energy. It's like the roles are reversed from like the oldest child to the youngest child where the oldest child in in this case gets to run around like a ju- like a douchebag and fuck everything up and the younger kids and the parents can't do anything about it okay let's continue astrologically speaking mercury represents the principles of communication mentality thinking patterns rationality reasoning adaptability and variability 
Okay, Mercury governs schooling, education, the immediate environment of neighbors, siblings, and cousins. Transports over short distances, messages, and forms of communication such as posts, email, and the telephone, newspaper, journalism, and writing information, gathering skills, and physical dexterity. The first century poet Marcus Manilius described Mercury as an inconsistent, vivacious, and curious planet. Like I said, the oldest child being the runner around with the crayon douchebag, while the younger ones are being mature. This is like almost seemingly imbalanced, but let's face it, so riveting because now the universe is listening um, because we don't want to get any more fucked up than we already are. In medicine, Mercury is associated with the nervous system. Go figure that one, right? The brain, (laughs) the respiratory system, the thyroid, and the sense organs. Um, It is traditionally held to be essentially cold and dry according to its placements in the zodiac and its aspects to other planets. In modern astrology, Mercury is regarded as the ruler of the third house. Traditionally, it has had its joy in the first house, and Mercury, being the messenger god in mythology, is the planet of the daytime today expression and relationships mercury's actions is to take things apart and put them back together again oh yes it is but it's never nice is it it's not like just taking it apart nicely like just pulling the pin out it's like you pull the pin out you get a mallet and you bash it over the head and then you put the extra tiny pieces back together one by one taking forever Okay, (laughs) literally, it is an opportunistic planet, decidedly uh, unemotional and curious, because doesn't that sound like every Virgo ever, right? Literally with no emotion, right? You can tell which sign hurt me, right? (laughs) Mercury rules over Wednesday. In Romance language, the word for Wednesday is often similar to Mercury. Romanian Mecredi in French, um, Mereculus in Spanish, and I cannot say this, okay, Mereculedi in Italian. I'm so sorry, I just butchered that whole thing. Dante Alighieri associated Mercury with the liberal arts of dialect. In Chinese astrology, Mercury represents water, the fourth element, therefore symbolizing communication, elegance, and intelligence. Like, does that sound like a planet that really needs to go retrograde, especially when it holds um, water in our intelligence, and yet it has to retrograde three times a year? Literally, literally, astrologically unfair. Oh, Virgo. Virgo represents the energy around you um, that is meant for dutiful things. Um, Hesitant and humble with a discriminating, diligent, and painstaking air. Let's face it. It just basically means the self-righteous do-gooder child. Okay? The one that claims themselves to be the favorite, though nobody has said it. No one has said it. It's just only been assumed, okay? They figured, I'm cute. I'm doing everything right. I'm following the rules. I should automatically be the favorite child. And if you're not going to call me that, then that means you're wrong. Because I hold a higher intelligence than you. At least they think they do. Virgos have been known to be perfectionists. And I mean that quite literally, 
I mean, everything in their home, everything in their car, like it's swept clean. There's not a single piece of dirt anywhere. They make sure they keep their relationships pretty solid. Um, They're really good at keeping relationships where they belong. They do expect people to be perfect as they believe they are. Okay. And they do hold people to a discriminating high standard okay like I said you can tell which sign hurt me okay but um it does seem to be almost unrealistic however let's just face it Virgos have a wonderful wonderful warm heart like literally no one's gonna love you like a Virgo um they are high understanding even though they have a cruel streak um they will literally kill for you they will they will actually do it though a lot of serial killers happen to be virgos because it rules intelligence in the brain and the 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 whole the whole system of communication so just just remember that next time you know you find yourself cutting out letters from a magazine and you don't know why possible you're planning on something you know you you snapped a cord and you you've wandered into the virgo dimension all right mercury also rules gemini gemini is the energy that is communicative mischievous lively witty and informative gemini is exceedingly stimulating in exchange for equal stimulation gemini is the twins of course it's kind of like you they give to themselves back and forth they ping pong things they expect you to give them the same energy back the intelligence of a gemini is in fact unmatchable because their zodiac sign in my opinion is just outright unfair they are two human beings two thinking brains like we only get one okay and libra isn't even a living thing libra is literally a piece of metal which i don't want to make any assumptions about libra and their intelligence i'm just saying that gemini has an unfair advantage of having two brains but like two though Geminis, I know, work really hard to love and respect their authorities at the same time to be given just the same amount of freedom as their loyalty. So don't expect a do-gooder Gemini to always, you know, be doing good once they clock out. It's kind of like, listen, I did my entire job from top to bottom. My free time is not my free time. My phone is off. You will not be able to reach me, okay? You might see me somewhere swinging in the Himalayas, but I'll be back on Monday to start all over again in my workplace they are very free spirits at the same time bookworms they know words that we would never know but they read the same book but they read they read every part of that book just like virgos and being perfectionist when it comes to information a gemini will lick it and swipe it clean they are not gonna miss a single fact they're not gonna literally like misstep anywhere they'll make sure of that they work very hard for that uh, that is one thing that i've observed in my personal uh, journey with gemini's okay when you say back up things with facts it's basically a gemini backing you up into a wall with facts okay like if they were playing spades like you better come high or stay home they don't play around. They they are really accountable for their actions as well. And they really speak how they feel from the heart. But they will totally talk about you behind your back from the heart. Just don't forget that part too. All right, back to Mercury. In Roman mythology, he, the god is called Mercury. In Armenian uh, astrology, it's actually called Luke. The planet Mercury is called Luke. In Hindu culture, is known as Buddha interesting isn't it in egyptian culture is known as thoth 
And in basic European culture, it's the messenger god of travel and commerce. Lastly, about Mercury. Mercury, much like the winged messenger of the gods, comes in on feather light wings and commands us to speak. Communication, intellect, and awareness are all within Mercury's domain as our logic and reasoning, our manner of thinking, and how we create, express, and thoughts and processes, and blasey, 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 blasey. A mercurial nature brings to mind restlessness and the motion rat-a-tat-tat, as you can tell the way I'm talking, I'm totally invoking how Mercury um, behaves. Things happen fast here. Mercury is about a quick wit, quick thinking, possibilities, opinions, reasoning, and the ability to rationalize things. Mercurial energy can be good or bad, but it will certainly be energized. Like I said, we're riveted, but you know, we're listening. You know, we're confused, but listening. Okay, this planet is also prompt us to move from one thing to the next and get the answers on both physical and psychological level. Mercury ain't no dummy. Mercury's energy is both dexterous and perceptive. Mercury is about short trips, a visit to the neighbor or a friend across town, the workday commute, a weekend getaway, siblings and transportation in general, also within Mercury's realm. So expect Geminis and Virgos to be very short with you. They come with a purpose and intention and they make it very clear so they can wrap it up as soon as they can. Um, And I'm pretty sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Sorry I butchered so many names in this podcast. But as you guys know, Mercury actually went retrograde on May 10th of this year. And it has begun three weeks of fuckery. And the way I'm communicating right now is definitely being affected by it. Okay, I've never butchered that many names ever on a podcast ever, but I'm sorry, but you have to listen to me during this retrograde time. Okay, we're supposed to be together. We're a team. Okay, we through the good times and the bad times, and right now is a very, very communicative, slippery slope. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not going to come out of its retrograde until about June 2nd. So we got a whole three weeks of yikes, y'all. Okay, and when I mean yikes, expect to be irritated. Um, but like I said, it's not always bad. Um, a lot of people do come into Mercury Retrograde very, very happy. Um, that happy time is not a waste of time. It actually is great time to reflect a great time to redo things or rethink things especially when you feel or when it becomes obvious something is either wrong or incomplete okay so take this time very um short opportunity over some things in your head some ideas that you might have had now it always is said that you should never start things on a retrograde because they never end well do not do not do not to all my witchy friends out there to all of my newly spiritual people out there i will tell you this and you will hear this throughout cultures and throughout time tales all this time do not do not do not start a romantic relationship during mercury retrograde because it is not a coincidence that i talked about venus and mercury in the same podcast i'm very tactical because i am a genius and i will definitely say thank you to all the praising comments you're going to give me later okay um do not start a romantic relationship during mercury retrograde from the time you start it from a year from now that relationship will indefinitely end 
okay? Give it six months, it'll end. Shit, sometimes the relationship doesn't even withstand the retrograde. It's like you are literally trying to dive into a swimming pool during a twister, okay? Like, I'm definitely going to give you props for your bravery, but at the same time, I'm still going to laugh at the stupidity. Like, I have to. I'm a Capricorn. I have to, okay? Would love to love you, but I love to laugh more. Let me know if you got anything out of this podcast, if it was entertaining, if it was informative, um, if you agree with it, whether you disagree with it. Um, I definitely want to have that conversation with you as always. Definitely always comment, subscribe, follow, um, get other people to follow, invite people into this podcast. I'm not done. I'm just starting. This is my third season. We're talking about my favorite, favorite subject. Okay. What questions do you have? Like the other question, do other planets go retrograde? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They just don't go retrograde as as extreme as this one. As of right now, too, Pluto is also currently retrograde. It retrograded on April 29th of this year. Um, So Pluto controls Scorpio, which we will get into on a different podcast. Um, So now we have two planets kind of, you know, spinning out of control, hyped up on astrological sugar, bumping into each other. Okay, so yes, other planets do go retrograde. Let's have those conversations. Please invite friends to my podcast so we can have conversations, so we can agree, so we can disagree and discuss things. Um, Have guests come on. I'm I'm willing and ready to grow this. So I have been Christina uh, McKinney with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC here on Universal Spirit Podcast. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And the next episode will be coming out shortly. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.